we're just going to wing it today. I love it. <clears throat> I'm all about that, especially this time of year. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Planning's overrated. <laughs> oh, so overrated. Hi, friends. This is Monica, one of two Monicas in a microphone, and I'm here with Kristen Schmoke, parenting coach, who is parenting with heart. And she has lots of great tidbits for you if you've ever struggled with, oh, what to do with my kids or how to get them to behave or how to interact, how to, how to get them to get along. So today's episode is going to focus on one of her most recent posts in her Facebook parenting village, um, hurt feelings. Mm. Because yeah. now, now my kids are like, that's where they're at. And it happened today. And when we decided to record, I was like, oh, this is perfect. Apparently one of Sienna's friends at school, a, a little boy, asked her a question. Do you like me? Yes or no? She said she was being shy, so she said no. He's like, okay, fine then, you hate me. I'm like, oh, Lord. Mind you, they're friends of ours. Like, we've known each other for a year and a half now. No, she doesn't hate him. She's not even normally in his class. <laughs> but now all of a sudden it's, no means I hate you. And yes, it's probably, I have to marry you. Yeah, that's a tricky question. Because <laughs> do you like me? What does that mean? Like, do you like to play with me? Right. Do you like me this second? Do you? Yeah, there's so many. Or, or does do you like me? Like, do you like me? Yeah, right. They, I, okay, so they're both that. like six and seven. And so I'm, I steered away from that. I was like, do you like me as a person, Sienna? That's probably what he was asking. Do you like me as a person? Am I a nice person? Do you like playing with me? Do you like all the things that do you like me as a person corresponds with? Yeah. Well, but I mean, even that's, you know, a variable, right? Yeah. <laughs> I could like you today and not like you tomorrow um, or just like not like the one thing you did, but generally like you as a person. But also like, do you like me? Feels like a big commitment. <laughs> Uh, it should, it should. <laughs> so let's talk early, early, middle and teen. Um, how do you handle hurt feelings? And like, we could just start with, do you like me? Yeah. So hurt feelings when your child has hurt feelings. Yeah. Because she hurt his feelings and I had to explain, I said, you know, you need to understand your words affect other people. I said, I understand you didn't know what answer he wanted, but that also doesn't mean that, you know, he can go away with hurt feelings because you needed to be shy for that like millisecond in your life because she's not shy. Yeah. I, I always tell kids that it's really good to be honest, but your honesty doesn't have to hurt others. So be, be honest and true to how you're feeling and what you're thinking in a kind way. Does that make sense? Like, yes, that's, I think that's what I told her. I said, you know, you need to be honest. You need to answer the question honestly, but you also need to understand that your answer may hurt the other person. And we, we want to avoid that. We don't want to be mean. We want to have good feelings, not sad feelings. Yeah. But you know, at the same time, um, it, it, it's tricky. Right. So because tricky. then you fall into like the people pleaser, uh, you know, 
realm of things. And so I always tell children, you know, like he kind of set her up. Right. And and yeah, I I don't know what happened earlier this week. There was no, you know, it's all context, right? It happens. It happens. And, you know, it it, it goes along the same lines with, do you want to play with me? And kids will say no. And the other child's like, you don't, you don't like me. Fine. You're not coming to my birthday party. That's always like right. the line, even though their birthday is <laughs> not for another seven months. Um, but, but it's, it's one of those things that I talk to children and say, you know, um, you don't one, she didn't, necess- she, he kind of put her on the spot. He didn't, she didn't necessarily have to answer the question. She could say, if she didn't know, she could say, I don't know right now. Or she can say, can I answer that later? Um, mm-hmm. But those are really advanced thoughts for a young child yes. and advanced um, socializing and, and communication skills. So I try to teach those things to children to say, you know, if you're not sure about your answer right now, it's okay to say, like, I don't feel like answering that right now. Um, acknowledge the person that you heard them. Mm-hmm. Say, let me think about it. I'd like to think about it. Or um, like, do, you like, do you like me or do you want to play? You can say, you know, not right this minute but maybe later Um, when we take away the finality of things and leave it open-ended when we say, you know, with like the hope of maybe later, it, it, it's less, it's less of a sting to the recipient. Does that make sense? Yes. I can definitely see that. I mean, even if she had just told him, well, I'm a little bit shy right now. Yes. Like that would have been honest. Yeah. But she kind of, fumbled a little bit with that yeah question. she's just and, like I and in her defense she's like I didn't know what answer he wanted I'm like it's not about his answer it's about you true you know and you know and, and really what was he asking do you like me <laughs> no. I, I mean yeah and she's young she's young to be like well I'm not really sure what you by that question would have yeah. been a very mature answer. And I would have been a little more concerned be like, uh, you're seven. Why are you asking him that way? <laughs> uh, no, like she probably thought he was asking her to like to marry him mm-hmm. because For that's sure. who my daughter is. <laughs> but, but also that kind of happens around the playground that age. Yeah. And, and that feels like a lot of pressure. And um, if you're unsure and not willing for a commitment at age seven. <laughs> no feels like a safe answer. <laughs> um, no, no I, leaves always, your options open. Yeah. Well, no seems really final. And yeah, so I always tell children, you know, to say, you know, you don't have to play with them right now, but would you maybe like to play with them another time? And they're like, yeah, I, I'm just doing this right now. Okay. Well then tell them that, Hey, I'm doing this right now. Maybe we could play later. Okay. Hey, you know what? I, I, I like you right now, but I don't want to marry you. (laughs) That might have to come into my vocabulary. (laughs) Right. That one's kind of a a sticky, a sticky situation. Well, Um, so I'm sure it gets more complicated once we move into middle school, because I know the other Monica, she's got a 12 year old now. I am honestly dreading that. And you've already been through it like multiple times. There's beauty in every stage. Okay. Every stage comes with its own set of, 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 of beauty and challenges. And that's part of growth, right? And we know that we're moving along the line if we have both of those things. Um, when it comes to middle school, the thing you, the only thing you can control or work with is your child, right? So you can't control the things the other people are going to say to them. You can't control the other things, the other way, 
the ways other people are going to interpret the things your child says to them. Mm-hmm. But you can go back and role play. You can go back and talk to them. You can go back and say, well, when that happened, how did it make you feel? Just talk about feelings as being a normal part of life because they are. Mm-hmm. It's just not necessarily something that we're all really comfortable with or something that comes naturally to us. Well, okay? so you just that mentioned... Good. Oh, sorry. sorry. You just mentioned role-playing and... I've never actually thought about doing that. Yeah. Well, with the little ones, puppets are great. Stuffed animals are great for for setting up a scene of something or even the little plastic animals, whatever it is that you have in your house. Heck, you can use Hot Wheels. <laughs> that's what you're, if that's what your child's into. But as they get older, you can start to role play things. And I think it's really important with kids to kind of practice some of the words they might use next time. If something like this were to happen next time, what do you think would, would be a better response? What what would be something that you would be proud of to say or that would feel right to you? And you can practice that so that they have that already kind of going in their head. So it's not unscripted. Um, I love that. I mean, unscripted- how are they supposed to know what to say if they've never said it? Right. And and we can have that, those conversations with them. Um, you're not always going to know things about middle school. Most likely you're going to hear something other from another parent before you're going to hear it from your child. Um, I see it uh, on the mom's page all the time. It's yeah, crazy. Un- unfortunately. Um, and, and a lot of times other parents are going to want your child to apologize. And, and I don't, it gets it gets into sticky situations and you have to you have to decide what's best for you and your family. But what I always tell parents is it's important that you just work with your child, that they understand um, that their feelings are valid mm-hmm. and they are allowed to feel that way. Also, there's a kind way to relay that message. I think that's mm-hmm. so important. You know, that we can do it in a kind and calm and caring way. Um, and I think that's a really important thing to do. And guess where that comes from? Practice. Parent modeling. Parent modeling and practice. So if you're modeling that kind of response in your own home, that's going to be a natural thing for them. They're going to have seen it over and over again. Okay. Um, I, I saw research uh, that said that kids basically have to be expo- uh, exposed to something about 400 times for it to stick. Well, fortunately, that's less than training a German Shepherd because that's like 800 times. (laughs) (laughs) Not even joking. Also, (laughs) you have your children for 18 years. Yes. (laughs) Um, No, that's really good information. I was talking to someone the other day and we were talking about, uh, you know, being married, disagreements. You know, there are hurt feelings that go on with any relationship and stuff. And I mentioned that I had... I grew up and I never saw my parents have a disagreement or a fight. Wow. Um, I don't know when they did it, because I'm sure it happened, Uh, especially now being married. There's no way it didn't happen. But I was unable to know how to have a constructive fight or disagreement. Ooh, interesting. You know what? you see what I'm saying? Yes. Because I'd never seen it. Mo- I'd never seen it modeled. I mean, I I didn't want to actually see anyone throwing a plate against a wall like you see in some movies, or you know, like I didn't need any of that. I just needed to know how to have a fight without thinking it was final. That word finality. 
You know, yeah. like this fight is the last fight. Like this is the end of everything. And so for a long time, I really thought like any fight with any, you know, boyfriend or, you know, basically there were only boyfriends and then my husband. Um, like I thought it was the end of everything. Yeah, because it can feel very threatening. Yeah. And very it final. It's like, okay, this to- is it. Well, and, and when we have disagreements, there's lots of emotions involved, right? Mm-hmm. If you can tap into a calm place where you can communicate, when, and when we heighten emotions, we often become irrational, right? Like we say right. things we don't mean, um, and, and that happens with our children as well. But when we can tap into that calm place, and we can be calm, and we can have a, a constructive conversation with someone, with coming at it from the approach like, hey, we've got a, we've got a problem between us right looking for solutions what what can we compromise on or how what are some ideas that you have here's some ideas that I have how can we compromise this or how can we problem solve it and it's just a very different approach than the screaming and yelling and door slamming Mm -hmm. and name calling which really just ends up in more hurt feelings and no resolution right And and I think your your point about modeling is is key like just from like not only how we model our discussions with our spouses, um, but also showing our kids how to have a disagreement between themselves. Well, and a disagreement with you and them. Yes. I'm, we're There's going to be many opportunities where we disagree with our children, and especially oh, as they get so, older and more so independent. Forward to that. We want them to be independent. Yes. It's a good thing. This is a good thing. No, I'm just talking about the disagreements. I'm like, I know I want them to be independent. Kevin McAllister over here is killing me today. Yeah, right, right. Well, but how do we get to be independent? We have to start pushing boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. And for things that feel right for us. And then you sit down and have a conversation and be like, hey, this isn't working for me right now. Tell me what's going on with you. And they oftentimes can explain to you why they're pushing that boundary. They want X, Y, Z. Well, all my friends are staying up later. Why can't I stay up later? Well, all my friends are telling their boy, their the boys in school that they're marrying them. I don't want to marry a boy at school. (laughs) (laughs) You you start to hear their side of the story. As parents, a lot of times, we think we know our kids so well that we predict the story for them without ever asking them. I love that. And it's so and, true. And so we don't ever actually ask them what's going on. And we go, like, we just assign these labels to kids. Like, oh, my kid's Kevin McAllister. Our kid, my kid's just a brat. My kid's just, um, just mean. Uh, it, whatever. We can be all of those things any given moment of any given day because we're human. That doesn't mean we're always that way. But if we don't actually ask our children what's going on with them and what they're thinking, we don't know all the things that are happening in their life. They're going to school every day, right? Right. Outside of our home. I mean, some children are at home, homeschooled Mm -hmm. and all of those things. But even still, even if they are in your home all day, you don't know all the things they're thinking about or every little thing that might have been bothering them that now has resulted in this big explosion or um, maybe there's something they learned that they're confused about and they just want to talk about it and it's showing up as behavior. Okay. When really they're just thoughts. 
Talk about so it. So interesting. So in middle school, modeling is a great way and role playing, right? What about when you get to be a teenager and now all of a sudden you're like, puberty has hit hard. Yeah. And all of the emotions. Like, I just think of that Disney movie with all of the emotions. I'm like, oh, that happens. Oh, are you talking about um, the, the, um, the one with the, where, like, the emotions are, like, individual, yeah. like, characters? Yeah. Why can't I think of the name of that movie? Um, right I was just trying to think of it. Um, it's uh, it's such a great movie. And it's actually, um, I had a friend of mine is, like, a neuroscientist of some sort. And he was telling me that that's actually a really good depiction of how brain actually works with emotions it's oh hold on let me let me google um i can't i think of it i know as soon as you say it i'm gonna be like yes inside out okay inside out let's just rewind just a a second um so Kristen, like the teenagers and the emotions and the puberty it just makes me think of disney's inside out and i'm like yes all of that is true every single piece it is it is but you know um when i work with parents i always tell them remember modeling is super important your child's brain is still developing until about the age of 25 28 somewhere in there um modeling is super important obviously you're not going to get out the puppets when they're in high school obviously you're not going to role play with them when they're in high school but what you can do is start planting the seed of next time. Next time, what would you like to do differently? Next time, how would you like it to go? Next time, what would you what would you change to have it go differently? So we're kind of planting out, you know, put planting the seeds for right. that next time so that so that we're 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 setting that stage for it to happen again. Because it's going to at some yes. point in their life. And eventually it happens enough that they start to go, you know what? Wait a minute. We've been here before. I said next time I was going to get here that I was going to do this instead. I'm going to try that and see if that works. And then you can ask them, did it work? And if they say no, you'd be like, okay, well, what would you do differently then? And you just continue that conversation. Let them foster it though. Okay. Let them problem solve it. We've already experienced it a lot of times. Haphazardly. We've, we've experienced life bumpily, right? Yes. There's lots of like detours and road construction on that path to adulthood. They have to experience the same thing too. If you solve the problem for them, they will not learn the lesson the same way. They have, the, the brain learns through mistakes, right? Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. So, you have to make mistakes. If I tell you the solution, I always tell my kids in my class, if you give the answer to your other kid, you're stealing their learning. They're always going to have to go to you for the answer. True. Let them come up with it on their own. Let them come up with it on their own. And it's super important in high school. And if you offer suggestions to them, they're going to feel like you don't support them. They're also going to feel like you are not listening to them. And they are going to feel like you think they're stupid. So instead of a suggestion, what do you do? What do you think? What What would you like? What would you like it to do next? What would you? How would you like it to go next time? Okay. What would you do differently next time? Just like having them think through a next possible solution. Uh, yeah. Put on it back own. on them. 
put it back on them. What would you do next time? You know what? You can do the same technique with seven-year-olds. What would you do differently? You know, it's the same story. It's just that we want, we want to train our kids to be problem solvers on their own, right? Right. We don't want them living on our couch when they're 30. No, That's not, not cool. Not in my house. And if they are living on our couch when they're 30, there could be lots of reasons, but... And the it's idea, okay. The idea is they're out It's okay the if they're living on your couch when they're 30, if there's a problem, right? I'm yeah, not, no, we're not going to kick mean, our kid it out. It happens. There's no judgment. It's no just, judgment. The idea is that they are happy, healthy individuals, yes. not on your couch yes. when they're 30. Well, you're still supporting them. And right. you want them to be independent. You want them to be, pro- and in order to be independent, you have to be a problem solver. Very true. You have to be able to figure out things on your own. If mommy and daddy are always there figuring out problems for you or fighting your fights, you don't ever really learn how to get along with others. You don't ever really learn how to problem solve. You don't really learn how to have a healthy argument with mm-hmm. someone. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, I, I I still don't know how to have a healthy argument with someone, but, you know, okay, then read I'm the, here. Read the book <laughs> Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg. Oh, amazing and in it he talks a lot about how to be a how to be a good listener one okay listen to others two um state your needs when you just say i need or you ask the other person what do you need Mm -hmm. you're hearing from them ways to problem solve these are the things they need right this is this is a jumping point for where we can problem solve this and there was another point that I had that I just lost. Okay. It'll come back. Another part. There was another part and now it's gone. <laughs> Happens to me every day. But I think those are all very important points. I mean, modeling, role playing, having older kids think through what they would do differently. Um, you know, I asked Sienna, I said, what would have happened if you had said yes? She's like, I'm not sure. So, you know, I was being shy what? and I said no. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. I, like, no, saying yes, he's not asking you to marry him. Sorry, honey. Well, you don't know that. Well, no, it's true. And in my little girl's brain, um, that's kind of where she's at. And even her teachers, like, uh, yeah, no, she's like marriage, this, that. And I love it. I love it. It's all a fantasy. And I like to think that she looks at my relationship with Paul and our marriage in such a positive light that she wants the same thing. Awesome. But I have said, you have to be able to read a marriage certificate (laughs) first and sign your name. So unless those two things are accomplished, there's no marriage in your future. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, yeah. And, and I will tell you, there's a lot of things that go on on the playground and in classrooms, conversations amongst kids that, I mean, you don't know what the other side of the story was. No. She doesn't even know what the other side of the story was. No, she doesn't. And, you know, all of those things, I think, are good, healthy behaviors, like interacting and disagreements. Why am I calling myself right now? 
<laughs> oh, I'm not. One of my kids Your has kids, their phone. Yeah. Kids no. on the iPad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but you know, they're good, healthy behaviors and kids need to be able to express themselves. I would ask Sienna, um, when he asked her that question, how did it make her feel? I will ask her that. Because she said she felt shy. <clears throat> I would ask her, well, what does that feel like? What does feel it? What does shy feel like? Because maybe she doesn't have the right word. Maybe she felt uncomfortable. Yes. And used the word shy instead. Mm -hmm. um, maybe she felt put on the spot, but right. shy felt like a safe answer. Right. You know, like when we dig yeah. into some of these words that children use to explain their emotions, a lot of times we realize they don't actually understand the definition of the emotion. And I think that is in part what's going on here because Paul and I call it selective shyness. Girl is not shy. She would probably walk off with anyone anywhere. She was just uncomfortable. Yeah. I think that I think that's more an appropriate word. Um, so, you know, she loves being the center of attention, except when she doesn't. Hey. That's cool. Totally it feels right for all of us. Yep. I mean, there's yep. there's times I like to be the center of attention. There's times that I just want to be a hermit. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, please just let me be the wallflower at a party because I don't feel like talking to anybody right now. Exactly. And we have to allow our kids to have those opportunities too, to be, to get the full range of human emotion, right? I, I totally, totally agree. Well, Kristen, I think this has been hugely helpful. I mean, mostly for me. You're like my weekly therapy. <laughs> and hopefully, especially dealing with my kids, um, but hopefully this has helped someone else out there learn how to talk to their children about feelings, hurt feelings, and how to improve in the future, not only as a person, but also as like a little person, a medium person, and a big person. Um, you can find Kristen Schmoke, parenting coach, at Kristen Schmoke, parent, Kristen Schmoke coaching at gmail.com. And your website is? Uh, Kristen Schmoke coaching.com. That's Sounds it. Sounds good. I know. The hard part is spelling my name. <laughs> <laughs> we can spell it right here. It sounds a lot like Sheglov. That's the only reason I can say it because we've got the SCH going. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it's K R I S T I N S C H M O K E coaching.com. And we'll see you next time. We'll have more tidbits. Maybe we deal with like the holiday hangover. Not literally, but you know, figuratively from the kids and the like, hey, when you have 12 birthdays and Christmas and New Year's in two weeks, how do you deal with what happens next? Yeah. Also, if you have any suggestions, drop them in the reviews. We'd love to hear them. Yes. And please leave a five star rating and write a review. And, uh, you know, hopefully next week. <laughs> Hopefully the next episode, we will have more tidbits and uh, would love to review some of your suggestions. Thanks, friends. Thank you, Kristen. <laughs> Thank you. What? what?